تگار پیمانندی Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 12, Text Number 29 Iti Rajna Upadisha Iti Rajna Upadisha Vipra Jaktaka Kovidaha Vipra Jaktaka Kovidaha Labda Pachitaya Sarve Labbat Pachitaya Sarve Prati Jagmuhas Svakan Grahan Prati Svakan Grahan Iti Rajna Upadisha Viprajaktaka Kovida Ladpada Pichaya Sarve Pratijagmuha Svakam Grahan Iti Thus Rajne Unto the king, Upadisha, having advised, Vipra, persons well versed in the Vedas, Jataka Kovidaha, persons expert in astrology and in the performance of birth ceremonies, Labda Apachitaya. Those who had received sumptuously as remuneration. Sarve, all of them. Pachi Jagmuha went back. Svakan, their own. Grahan, houses. Translation in purport by His Divine Grace, Sila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Thus, those who were expert in astrological knowledge and in performance of the birth ceremony instructed King Yudhisthira about the future history of his child. Then, being sumptuously remunerated, they all returned to their respective homes. Please repeat, those who were expert in astrological knowledge 
and in performance of the birth ceremony, instructed King Yudhisthira about the future history of his child. Then, being sumptuously remunerated, they all returned to their respective homes. Purport. The Vedas are the storehouse of knowledge, both material and spiritual. But such knowledge aims at perfection of self-realization. In other words, the Vedas are the guides for the civilized man in every respect. Since human life is the opportunity to get free from all material miseries, it is properly guided by the knowledge of the Vedas in the matters of both material needs and spiritual salvation. The specific intelligent class of men who were devoted particularly to the knowledge of the Vedas were called the Vipras, or the graduates of the Vedic knowledge. There are different branches of knowledge in the Vedas, of which astrology and pathology are two important branches necessary for the common man. So the intelligent men, generally known as Brahmanas, took up all the different branches of Vedic knowledge to guide society. Even the Department of Military Education, Danur Veda, was also taken up by such intelligent men. And the Vipras were also teachers of this section of knowledge, as were Dronacharya, Kripa Acharya, etc., the word vipra mentioned herein is significant. There is, a little, there is a little difference between the vipras and the brahmanas. The vipras are those who are expert in karmakanda, or fruit of activities, guiding the society towards fulfilling the material necessities of life, whereas the brahmanas are expert in spiritual knowledge of transcendence. This department of knowledge is called Gyan Kanda. And above this, there is the Upasana Kanda. The culmination of Upasana Kanda is the devotional service of Lord Vishnu. And when the Brahmanas achieve perfection, they are called Vaishnavas. Vishnu worship is the highest of the modes of worship. Elevated Brahmanas are Vaishnavas, engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. And thus, Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the science of devotional service, is very dear to the Vaishnavas. And as, ex and as explained in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is the mature fruit of Vedic knowledge and is superior subject matter above the three khandas, namely karma, jnan, and upasana. Amongst the karma kanda experts, the, Jata, the Jataka expert, Vipras, were good astrologers who could tell all the future history of a born child simply by the astral calculations of the time, Lagna. Such expert Jataka Vipras were present during the birth of Maharaj Pariksit and his father, Maharaj Yudhisthira awarded the Vipras sufficiently with gold, land, villages, grains, 
and other valuable necessities of life, which also included cows. There is a need of such vipras in the social structure, and it is the duty of the state to maintain them comfortably as designed in the Vedic procedure. Such vipras, being sufficiently paid by the state, could give free service to the people in general. And thus, this department of of Vedic knowledge could be available for all. Omagana Timanandasya Jananjanan Salakaya Chakshurvanalitam Nina Tasma Shri Guruvenamaha Shri Chaitanya Minovisham Shapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamayam Didati Svapadantikam I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances into the dust of his lotus feet. Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shrimati Tamal Krishna Goswamini Nomini Namum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shrimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Nomini Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharni Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pashkatari Shatarini Panchakalpatru Bhaischa Kripasinavasevacha Patitanam Pavanavyo Vaishnavavyo Namon Maha Jaisi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shirveta Gadadhar Shivasa Dikora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, the spotless Purana, the cream of all Vedic knowledge, we get some very wonderful discussion from Srila Prabhupada, his explanation, his purport is so amazing. It gives us so much information about the Srimad Bhagavatam, about astrology, about uh, the proper place of astrology in society. And Srila Prabhupada goes further and he explains the, that there are vipras who are very expert persons in karmakanda, fruit of activities. And part of this karmakanda includes the uh, subject of astrology and being very good at that. Uh, but it's different. It's very, that's very different from being a first class brahmana. And Srila Prabhupada says there is a little difference between the Vipras and the Brahmanas. And those Brahmanas that become expert are called Vaishnavas. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, a, a Brahmana is not always a Vaishnava, but a Vaishnava is always a Brahmana. So we begin this process of Krishna consciousness and train up to become Brahminical. We adopt the activities of Brahmins. The, the guide, the guide book is here to guide us in how we should live our lives according to Scripture, according to the Vedas. And <clears throat> the Vedas are full of karmakanda. But we follow the topmost Veda, which is the Srimad Bhagavatam. And the Srimad Bhagavatam, being the cream of Vedic knowledge, 
is letting us know something so important because it's very easy to get confused and to become uh, overwhelmed by this astrological science, right? It is very, very popular, especially amongst persons that uh, see can see the efficacy of it. But more than that, a lot of people want it because they want material gain and benefit and boon, right? If you can see the future, if you know what's going to happen, wow, I can plan. Well, what does planning usually mean? For a materialist, planning means how can I make more money? <laughs> how can I get ahead? How can I get a good wife? How can I, will I get these things? How should I get these? When should I get these things? And so it's easy to become lost in this milieu of uh, being influenced by charts, astrology, astrologers. And the persons that uh, do astrology now will tell you all these things. And in a subtle way, they may try to control you. Right? You have to be careful. We want Guru to control us. We want the Vedas to control us. We want the other devotees to control us, to give us instructions. What I mean by control is not, you know, some uh, slavery, <laughs> right? It's not being some, uh, <clears throat> you know, person that can't do anything on their own, that's just uh, totally beholden, that acts like a, a savant, a slave to somebody else. No, being a, serv- being a servant means to follow the instructions of the master. And in this case, the spiritual master. Uh, we have many masters in our lives, right? Our parents are the first ones, and we have teachers, and we have religious instructors when we're little, and, and we listen to them. We should listen to them. And if they're giving good advice, good instruction, then we can be assured of a good result if we follow their instruction. The problem that you have is, is if you listen to somebody who claims to be a master in an area that is not spiritual. People say, well, astrology, that sounds pretty spiritual, isn't it? Well, yes and no. It's very difficult to find someone in this age who can read the charts properly and that can give you good advice about astrology. There's no question that it is a science. But like so much Vedic science, it, the, it, it's not practiced very well in this age right now. So the, the, the reason I'm saying all this is to, is to warn persons. You know, because Srila Prabhupada says this, it's not an excuse to run off and say, well, i got to get an astro- astrological chart and i better find out what's happening. And Prabhupada said this is, this is, a, uh, this is part, of, uh, part of, you know, it, it's part of the Vedas. It's something we can do. Not necessarily. Prabhupada's not really telling us that from this, to run out. And, and this shouldn't be used as an excuse to run out and say, well, I'm going to go get a chart done and find out what, what is my astrological future. Srila Prabhupada stated real clearly in other places that the an astrological chart should be used like a weather forecast. <laughs> if you know it's going to rain, 
bring an umbrella. (laughs) Our stars are set at birth. What will happen to us is what will happen. However, that doesn't mean we should change what we do based on these charts. We should live our lives according to how we will live our lives. And that is our karma. It's not predestined. We're not predestined. It is known what we will do. So to that extent, it is predestined. But it's not, it's not a foregone conclusion. Just because it's known what we will do, it doesn't mean that we don't, aren't the arbiters. We aren't the controllers to a little degree of ourselves. We control what we want to do in the next moment or two, in the next hour, in the days and months and weeks ahead. We get to decide what we will do. And this freedom is there because we, we have to have free will in order to develop love for God. God doesn't force anything on us except the material world, which was forced upon us by our own wish. We said, no, Lord, I want to come here. So we pay the price. But we always have free will. We can choose to enjoy the material energy or we can, use, we can choose to try to serve the master of the material energy is Krishna. Krishna is the supreme controller. And he created the material energy. And it serves at his whim. Maya Devi, presiding deity of the material energy, has the thankless task of being the prison keeper. And has to keep all the souls in prison. And in, in keeping them imprisoned, she keeps us in illusion. We, we we keep ourselves in prison mostly, don't we? By the illusion that we're our bodies and trying to enjoy our senses. And and this 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 is a a, a very uh, intricate and difficult illusory energy potency. It's Krishna's potency, so it's perfect, and it's perfect at keeping us enslaved. So you you can't get out of it on your own. You can't lift the cover of Maya on your own. The only way you can get free of Maya is from the mercy of Krishna's pure devotee. So we're all fortunate. If you're listening to this, you probably have the association of pure devotees. Take advantage of that. Take advantage. And and whatever you're doing now to, to serve Krishna, keep doing it. And try to pray to Krishna to, and your Guru Maharaj to do it more sincerely. And then pray too to increase it a little bit, day by day. And, and most importantly, don't give up. Don't give up what you're doing. Don't give up this Krishna consciousness. It's the most wonderful thing. And we all know that, and we all struggle with the senses and the mind and the intelligence and the false ego. But in struggling with those, we, we have to keep up the battle. We may lose some battles, we may have some difficulties, but we will always live to battle another day, right? We're eternal spirit souls. We're going to be battle, fighting this battle until the battle is over, until the war is done. So there's many battles and they all lead up to the final victory in, in the, of the war against illusory energy. Can we be assured that we will one day win this this battle? Yes, definitely. We have Srila Prabhupada's books, purports, the association of devotees, the holy name, 
the Maha Mantra, deities, beautiful Shishi Radha Kalachanji, Shishi Radha Govinda, Lord Jagannath, Lord Baladev, Subhadra Devi, Shishi Gornitai, the Panchatattva, excuse me. Tulsi Maharani is here. Lord Nishringadev is here. Prahlad Maharaj is here. The Goswamis are here. They're part of your life. They're part of our existence. They're here to help us if we want to take their help. We, we should be anxious to accept their mercy and take their help and perform devotional service as best we can. It's not always easy. It's full of challenges and potholes and testing, right? There's so much testing that comes with uh, being a devotee, especially if you stick with it for a while. Krishna uh, tests you. How sincere are you? And he, he tests us to also make us go higher. <clears throat> Excuse me. Testing is there. Challenges are there. Difficulties are there to make us surrender more. Uh, we're never done, right? <laughs> we don't get to a certain point and say, well, now I can, re- I want to relax. I want to retire. I want to take it easy. You know, I've done some service for a few years. No. We keep on during, doing service. We do our service till we drop. That's what Tamal Krishna Maharaj said. My Guru Maharaj. So, um, let's talk about the purport a little bit more. The Vedas are the storehouse of knowledge, material and spiritual. As devotees, we want to emphasize the spiritual knowledge of the Vedas. Now, it's okay. We, we're in a material world. We're spirits in a material body. We have to take care of the body. So, a little bit of material knowledge is, is important to have. And that's how we should use astrology, just to keep body and soul together, but not become a slave to it or become a slave to the person that is providing you with the Vedic, the astrological knowledge, right? We want to be slaves to our spiritual master and to the holy name. Uh, the, uh, there's a difference between the, those persons who are perfect in material knowledge, they're expert in the different branches of knowledge, one of which is the military education. But there's a difference with the brahmanas. The brahmanas are expert in spiritual knowledge of transcendence. We are trying to transcend this material world of material enjoyment. And the only way to do that is to become brahminical. And and, and as, as we're instructed by Srila Prabhupada to become a perfect brahmana, we have to chant Hare Krishna. We have to worship the deity. We have to offer our food to Krishna and only honor Krishna Prashad. We have to associate with like-minded persons and discuss and read and talk together uh, the books of the Hare Krishna movement, the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita. And by doing this, Hearing, chanting, remembering, thinking of Krishna, thinking of Krishna and never forgetting Him. That's the goal. And if we can, we need to do that and perfect our brahminical practices, these, these spiritual practices, when they become perfect, then we are Vaishnava. And this is a very, very, very high platform, very, very special qualification. 
Srila Prabhupada would demur. He would deny that he was a Vaishnava. Because that's the quality of a Vaishnava. He will never admit or be puffed up enough to say, yes, I am Vaishnava. No. But we know how special a Vaishnava is by Srila Prabhupada's example. And we all are attracted to Srila Prabhupada and how his personality and his his character and his qualities and his demeanor and his life's example was. And we all want to, we all aspire to be like him. We want to be merciful and to gain knowledge of Krishna and to get out of this material world. And we want to help others to do that. And that's one of the most important factors, right? Of being a devotee, of being a Vaishnava. The Vaishnavas give Krishna very freely. They give the mercy of Lord Chaitanya so that you can understand who is Radha Krishna in reality. And this uh, attractive quality of the Vaishnavas is proven by the followers of Lord Chaitanya, the Goswamis, Sanatan and Rupa Goswamis. They were not envious or jealous of anyone. So they were popular with even gentlemen and with the ruffians, even with criminals, even with hard, hard, hard-hearted people. Everyone loved the Goswamis. And the same was true for Srila Prabhupada. Everyone loved Srila Prabhupada. Even parents who were very upset at Srila Prabhupada, they said, you know, they would accuse him, you've stolen my son. Or you've stolen my daughter. <laughs> Prabhupada say, what is stealing? They've come of their own accord because they recognize how wonderful this movement is. And because they were so attracted to Srila Prabhupada. And by the time the parents were done talking to Prabhupada, they loved Prabhupada too. <laughs> and they would say, I can see why you like this movement. I can see why you're attracted to this Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada is so wonderful. And this happened particularly with Giri Swami Maharaj's parents when they came to India. They were literally trying to buy, buy back their son. <laughs> they were offering Prabhupada money. Please let our son come back and take up his position in the United States. And, 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 you know, serve the parents' desires. And Giraswami denied, said, no, I, I won't leave. I, I'm here. My life is dedicated to Srila Prabhupada. And even being offered millions of dollars, you know, no. And, and so the parents realized there's something more valuable than millions of dollars, right? And we all feel this. We all know this. And sometimes we might forget it or we might uh, uh, sometimes just be a little... Uh, lackadaisical in remembering that we've actually got something in our hearts, in our minds, in our, our, our beings have changed. Our essential nature has been shook to its foundation by accepting the mercy of the spiritual master and the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, letting that come into our hearts and agreeing to become devotees and, and to be practicing the Hare Krishna movement which is the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the present day, by, by agreeing to that, we're getting so much mercy, so much benefit 
to actually have something that's that's not materially cannot be materially calculated how how valuable it is trillion zillion gazillions zillions and zillions of universes filled with gold and treasures and enjoyments are nothing 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 compared to the benefit of understanding guru and krishna and the bhagavatam and and being able to chant the holy names getting this opportunity to serve the Hare Krishna movement, to serve the deities, to serve Srila Prabhupada, to serve each other, to serve the movement that is trying to spread Krishna consciousness all over the world and all over the universe gives you a benefit that is beyond any material calculation. Any any quantity of, of enjoyment or material benefit, uh, billions of, of perfect planets full of enjoyment and billions of years of enjoying it, it, it fades it's nothing it's 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 absolutely nothing compared to what we've already got in our hands what we've already received this benefit of being able to go back home back to godhead where there's no anxiety there's there's just loving service to krishna and loving reciprocation of the devotees and the lord on a level that we, we really can't understand materially. We can try to, to understand it. We can see the paintings in the temple room and we can read the pastimes of Krishna. And we can begin to dive into the depths of what it means to love God purely. But those depths are unlimitedly deep. There's no limit to how deep you can go with love of God. And that that the enjoyment that comes from spiritual uh, practices, the spiritual enjoyment, the spiritual pleasure and bliss makes material en- enjoyment uh, absolutely empty, dead, nothing. There's, there's no comparison. But we're still stuck in a material world, so we're still having a hard time overcoming the senses and the mind. <clears throat> And so it takes time, but we have to take the medicine if we want the good result. So, Srila Prabhupada has uh, mentioned here that Prixit, when he was a baby, he's born, and his grandfather, Maharaj Yudhisthir, awarded the astrologers, this, these Vipras astrologers, persons that were very expert in the astrological knowledge, they came and they gave the history of the child. And so uh, we we heard earlier that they said um, that uh, he after that that Pariksit after inquiring about the proper self knowledge from the son of Vyasadev, who is Sukadev Goswami, who is speaking the the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, which we're actually reading, after Pariksit hears the Srimad Bhagavatam from the son of Vyasadeva, Sukadeva Goswami, who, is a, who, who will be a great philosopher, he will renounce all material attachment and achieve a life of fearlessness. So um, this child will be the father of kings who will all be like sages. For world peace and the sake of religion, he will be the chastiser of the upstarts and the quarrelsome. 
after hearing about his death, which will be caused by the bite of a snake bird sent by the son of a Brahmana, he will, he will get himself freed from all material attachment and surrender unto the personality of Godhead, taking shelter of him. So the very thing that Pariksit Maharaj is going to do after he hears the book we're reading is going to be to surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's not going to eat or drink for, for seven days. He's going to hear the whole Bhagavatam. And at the end, he's going to leave his body before the snake bird can even bite him because he becomes completely Krishna conscious. So it's, it's such an amazing thing. We're given this Bhagavatam to, to read this and see this and to see this is what we're supposed to do. And so, um, Pariksit Maharaj, like all, everyone that's born into the world will die, right? All bodies have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this, this, process of uh, the body decaying and dying is how we get out of the material world, literally. At least we get out of this body. And we have to take another birth according to our consciousness at the time we pass away, right? So it's very important that at the end of this lifetime, I perfect myself in Krishna consciousness. Excuse me. So that I won't have to take another material birth. I can take a birth amongst Krishna's pastimes. I can take a birth and go back home, back to Godhead. And so this this process of birth, old age, disease, and death is there for everyone. We all have to face death. And to face death, we want to be ready. We want to be fearless like Pariksit Maharaj was. He heard the Bhagavatam. He only needed to hear it one time. I need to hear it thousands, millions of times before I get it. And then I'll be fearless. Then we can be fearless and we can, when death approaches, we won't be scared. We will know I'm, etern- I'm an eternal spiritual soul and my position is a loving servant of Lord Krishna. And I've associated with so many nice devotees of the Hare Krishna movement, advanced devotees, Vaishnava devotees that are in this movement. And they've given me training. And now I'm ready. I have knowledge. I know who the Supreme Absolute Truth is. And so I'm not going to be fearful or frightened when death comes. And I'll welcome it as the chance to say, I've done my best in this life. I've, I've pursued Krishna consciousness. And now I'm ready for whatever Krishna wants for me next. And so we should remember that when we hear about our friends who pass away, our loved ones who pass away, we lament their passing, we miss them, we, we should mourn them, we feel separation, and we love them and miss them. But we should remember their spirit souls, and Krishna is going to help them. Whatever kind of person they were, even if they weren't, initiated Hare Krishna devotees, maybe they were your parents, or they were a friend, or they were uh, whoever it is that you know that experiences the difficulties of the material world and maybe leaves this world prematurely before they're, they're old. But still, people die, and that's going to happen. So we should, we should remember that they are spirit soul, and that Krishna will help them. 
And Krishna will help them to the degree that they've become servants of the Hare Krishna movement. So I'm thinking today especially about uh, His Grace, Johnny, Johnny Prabhu. Some of you all know him. We're having his uh, funeral service today at 1 o'clock. It's at the Webb Chapel Mausoleum and uh, Cemetery. It's on uh, Josie Lane near Northwest Highway. But if you all want to come, uh, please do. Johnny was an amazing uh, devotee. He was a uh, great servant of, of Radha Kalachanji here at the temple. He was a selfless soul who did lots and lots of, of service for the devotees. Serve out, clean up, set up, and, and did it with a, such a great heart and with so much love in his heart and, and no, uh, uh, no trace of, uh, self-importance or, uh, you know, he, he was the kind of person when he'd be serving, you could see he was not wishing he was somewhere else, right? He was in the moment. He was doing his service in a loving way and not distractedly. And, and he was, it was infectious. His service attitude was infectious. And when you would see him serving, it'd make you want to serve more. And maybe you were just going to honor Prashad and, and go back home. But then you'd see, see, see him. And his nickname was Johnny. Johnny Prabhu. And so he, uh, you'd see him and then you'd say, well, maybe I'll help clean up. <laughs> maybe I'll help with tear down. Maybe I'll help and I'll do some service. And so Johnny was especially there for big festivals and helping. And he, he was never like uh, looking perturbed because he was hungry, right? Oh, he's serving out Prashad. But he really is hungry. He wants to honor some Prashad. <laughs> he never had that look in his face. You know, I, I, I can't serve Prashad if I'm really hungry. I can't, I can't do it. So... He was that kind of devotee that, that didn't let his, his material needs overwhelm his desire to, to serve devotees. And so he became dear and Krishna took him away in a, in a, in a, a very rapid way, in a sudden way. And so we're, we're mourning his loss and we're wondering why? <laughs> why Krishna? He wasn't that old. He was in his fifties. And you wonder, why would Krishna take him the way he did? You know, it was in a, it was in a car accident. And you just go, wow, why, why? You know, you scratch your head and you, he was like, one of, he was such a good devotee and he was doing service and we need, <laughs> we need these devotees, right? We need them in the movement. We need them in Dallas. We need them at the temple. And so we've lost a, a, a great soul. So it, it's times like this we, we mourn the loss of our friend. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss his service attitude and his wonderful infectious uh, nature that actually showed us you know, what it's like to be a nice devotee, to serve nicely. And so if we can... Remember in remembering him, remember the example he, he set and remember the good things he did. 
And we must also remember that Krishna will reward him. Krishna will look after him. Krishna is very pleased with his service. Because he didn't just do good for humanity. He didn't just open hospitals or give in charity to the poor. He actually supported the movement, which is giving real knowledge of how to get out of the material world, how to love Krishna, how to gain something that's beyond material calculation. Something that's so special, which is love of God. So special. So not many people will pay the price to get this very valuable thing because it's, it's not easy to acquire. And so those that are interested in acquiring it, they, they do the service and they try to give, give this, give this to others, inculcate others with the desire to get this love of God because it's the most wonderful thing. And you feel it even now before you even get full love of God complete love of Godhead. You get a taste for love of God. You get love of God. So if you're on the path, you're said to even already be a pure devotee because you're on the perfect and pure path. The, the bhakti mark, the, the path, this, this, this pathway of this path of devotional service is very dear to the Lord. Even the, the, the path itself is dear to the Lord. Because he knows it's bringing people, bringing souls back, back home, back to Godhead. So Johnny helped with that. And uh, there was another person that had a nickname, Johnny, in our movement. And that was Jayananda Prabhu. He was nicknamed Johnny by the folks that he used to interact with. By like the, uh, the Boga sellers. There was a, a a market in San Francisco where they would sell vegetables, and uh, Jayananda Prabhu would go down there and he would beg, <laughs> he would ask for, you know, slightly older boga, slightly older vegetables that couldn't be sold because maybe they had a little marks on them or they're a little bit older, so they couldn't sell them in grocery stores. People only buy something if it's perfect and pristine, right, and looking, or they won't buy it. So Johnny would, would Johnny, Jayananda Prabhu would get these, these donations to the temple. And the, the men and women that he would go to down in that area began to develop affection for him. And they called him Johnny. I think Johnny Prabhu, or it may have been Johnny Prabhu, or it was Jayananda Prabhu, Jay, Johnny. So he became known as, as they, they didn't want to, you know, they couldn't call him Jayananda. Uh, some probably could, some couldn't, but he he became known as Johnny, and so that name it's it's appropriate that 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 our Johnny here in Dallas uh, that he would get he would have that name he would have that nickname because he he was like giant very much like Jayananda Prabhu, and he was a restaurateur he had a vegetarian restaurant, and he would uh, so you can just imagine he was doing similar. Uh, service to Jayananda Prabhu. And he had the Jayananda Prabhu spirit of selfless service and doing the sometimes unpopular things like clean up, taking out the trash, cleaning up the kitchen. You know, these were things that Jayananda Prabhu, excuse me, excelled at. He didn't, he did everything at the temple. <laughs> he did everything. But he would do the cleanups. He would do cooking. He would do car repair. 
He would be he could he could be a mechanic on an engine. He and, and and whatever he needed to do, he would do it for the movement for Prabhupada. And and to to the ex, expense of his own health, to the expense of sleep, he, he didn't care. He would just do the service. And so this these uh, de- we should aspire to be like this and to, to develop that kind of attitude that we'll do whatever Krishna needs, whatever the temple needs, whatever our spiritual master uh, instructs us to do. They know what, what we can handle. And so we should have faith in that and that any instruction that, that Guru or Krishna or the movement or Prabhupada or... The temple gives us. We should know we can do that. <laughs> you know, it's not beyond our ability. You say, "Well, I've just done too much today. I, I have to go rest." And it's like, "No, do do a little more." You know, you know you can do it. And so this is the Krishna consciousness movement that we're a part of, and so we're so fortunate to be uh, to be part of it. So let's not waste this uh, opportunity. You know, with saying, well, I, I just want to rest today. <laughs> I'm just going to take it easy for a while. You know, taking it easy is not how we spread the movement. You know, it's not how you make advancement. So let's all try to to not take it easy as much. You know, our, our friend who passed away, you know, he did. He he his example was so wonderful. So we should know that Krishna is going to bless him. Krishna is going to give him his mercy. And that even though his death appeared sudden and, 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 you know, difficult way to go, we should know that the, Krishna's mercy was behind it, that Krishna had some pl- has some plan for him and made this happen in this way for some purpose. And it also serves as a warning to us. We could go at any moment. Srila Prabhupada said that on an airplane. He was flying and he was sitting uh, in, in an area different from his disciples, and the plane is flying along and suddenly loses altitude, loses a thousand feet, and it just drops. We've all experienced that in an airplane, you know, it just drops, it shakes around. But this was a pretty big drop. It hit some air bubble, some pocket or something, right? Just dropped. And then the airplane recovered, obviously, and so the devotees ran up to Srila Prabhupada and they said, Srila Prabhupada, are you okay? Prabhupada was just chanting, just looked at him and said, he said, we could go at any moment. So, knowing this, uh, well, we all know this, so we know what to do. Srimad Bhagavatam, key. Srimad Prabhupada, key. Question, comment? Sure, thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. The question is, how do we how do we convince others? How do we tell the world people why it is we want to be controlled, right, by Guru, by Krishna, and convince ourselves too? Yeah, convince. How do we convince ourselves in the world that it's good to be controlled, that we should be controlled, right, by some something else? We're 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 we all know we're controlled by our mind. And our senses, right? At least devotees know that. And we know it when we go by a 
an ice cream store and we want to want to eat some ice cream and we stop and we buy an ice cream and eat it and we say first well there's no eggs in it right <laughs> they say yeah there's no eggs in this then we eat the ice cream it's because we couldn't control ourselves right and it happens well sometimes you say and there's 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 other instances where we know even as devotees we're still not controlling our senses right so that means we're controlled by something else the fact that we can't do everything we want to do perfectly means we're not the controllers of ourselves something else is impelling us to do things beyond our own control and no one has perfect self-control except the advanced devotees and so when we meet the advanced devotees, we go, wow, this is someone who can control himself. <laughs> so it's very attractive. So it's really, it's really the realization that you are controlled that makes you begin to say, well, how can I be controlled by something better, right? And that's the yukta vairagya, that you can still use the material world. You don't have to deny it, but you just use it in Krishna's service. So the same thing happens. You're driving by an ice cream store. I'd like to honor some. I'd like some ice cream. Go home and make some ice cream for Krishna. <laughs> make some ice cream for your family, for the devotees. Then have an ice cream party. And you have devotees. Then you can chant. You can read. You can associate with devotees. And then that brings everything up rather than just going and, and satisfying your taste buds, you know, satisfying your senses for a few moments. Because the desire to eat comes back instantly. And it's a slippery slope. If you start eating ice cream, then you go, well, maybe I can go to a vegetarian place. I'll have something there to eat. And it's like, pretty soon you're like, well, it's like, even if I'm at a place that serves meat, if they have vegetarian things, I can eat that too. Why do you want to take that risk? You know? You don't know what's in that. But that's our senses. Senses messing with us enjoy eat it's okay it's vegetarian and so uh it's it's that's one way just as an example i'm giving this example of how i'm not controlled you know i'm giving myself as an example i need to control myself better with that and you say well i have a job so i have to eat out sometimes for work yeah that's fine but i don't have to do it myself right <laughs> you know if i do it because of a business connection, well, that's business, so all right. You get a baked potato and a salad, you know. And then you still, you hope for the best. What's in this? You know, okay, don't put anything on the salad. But the thing is, is all of its control, about control. Every minute of every day, is the question is control. Are you going to control your senses? And your sense, the biggest sense that we have is our mind, Right? The mind is the most difficult to control sense that there is. Krishna, Arjuna complains to Krishna, it's harder, it's easier to control the wind than it is to control my mind. And Krishna says, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is harder to control your mind than to control the wind. And who can control the wind? Nobody. So that means you can't control your mind. The only way you can control your mind is to is to tame it is to begin the process like a wild animal of taming it with krishna consciousness by chanting hare krishna 16 rounds every day 
and preferably in the morning. First thing in the morning is the best time to chant Hare Krishna. And then to come to the morning program and to, to go through it all throughout the day. And it culminates with the Srimad Bhagavatam class in the morning. Then in the evening, we're supposed to come again and there's the Bhagavad Gita class. There's, there's, there's the Arti. There's the Gora Arti in the evening. So if we want to control ourselves, we can do it, right? We can do it. Just follow the principles that we already have. The problem is hard to do that because we, we, we're, we're controlled. And even though we say we don't want to be controlled by Maya, we actually like it, right? The example is given of the, the, the king says, how do I get free of, of Maya? So I'm, I'm not telling the story right. But the, the, the king's, the king's advisor goes and he grabs the tree and he puts his arms around the trunk of the tree and he starts to yell, let me go, let me go, let me go. But he's holding on tightly, right? This is our relationship with Maya, right? With the material energy. We're saying, let me go, let me go, but really we're hanging on tightly. And it's, it's difficult to give up the concept and, and to, to actually, but, but you don't have to do it all at once and you can't. It can't be done all at once. It has to be done incrementally. And if we're doing it incrementally, then the control slowly goes from being controlled by the material energy to being controlled by the spiritual energy. And Krishna starts to take a, a more of a part and help helps us so that it finally culminates, right? In one day, Krishna says to the material energy, lift the veil of Maya for this person. That person's not to be under Maya any longer. And Prabhupada was like that. The, there was no veil of Maya covering. He could see spiritual and material perfectly. So... Uh, not easy to tell somebody that, right? Out on this, you're giving them a book. How do you tell them that at the same time? Control. Uh, everybody wants to control themselves. People are overweight. They want to control their eating. People are uh, have mental difficulties. They want to control their mind. Uh, people want to do better. They want to excel at their jobs. They want to advance materially. How do I control? How how can I control material energy to get what I want? It's it's always it's, the Vedas are there for that, uh, but. It's it's not it, it, it's all about taking the control and giving it to Krishna, being under Krishna's control. I mean, we're already under Krishna's control, but we're under Krishna's control of Maya Devi, and you don't want to be under Maya Devi. You want to be under Mahamaya, Krishna's blissful spiritual energy. You want that to be controlling you in such a way. So I don't know if that helped. That'd be my answer. Thank you so much. Shreemad Bhagavatam Ki.